0: Yo, 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 it's Chris from um, Chaos Movies. It's been a while, maybe a week or two. I'm working on a couple of other endeavors, possibly um, new podcast avenues, not only for movies, but for for other style of um, content that I want to do. But uh, I'm back. Just thought I'd do a quick one. It's not going to be long. I, I just I really want to talk about Mr. Brooks. This is a movie that blindsided me. It, it didn't really, I don't think it made a massive dent. I don't even think it hit the cinemas. I, I didn't do proper research on that part. I'm sorry if you're out there checking on that. It's an R-rated movie. didn't go too crazy, but um, it came out in 07, uh, directed by Bruce A. Evans, and he also was the writer or co-writer with another guy that, was a massive. Um, Bruce was a director, writer, producer of certain movies like uh, Starman and uh, Stand By Me, um, which I don't, I guess I don't know how this world works because if you're a director of a movie like Mr. Brooks, but you also were a director of Starman and Stand By Me, you really looked into the storylines of all those movies. It just makes no sense, but I don't give a shit because, man, he did something good in this movie. Standard standard storyline, but you've got to give props to the actors or actor in this movie. In uh, my case, the main man, Kevin Costner. I don't know about you, but my entire life when I watch movies, I spend a lot of time picking out certain actors that could play villainous roles or be a villain in a movie. And, you know, it's interesting. You can go a lot of comedians like picture Will Farrell. Imagine Will Farrell in a sadistic role or a psychopathic killer or a, or a, just picture it. Try and make it work. Get a director who's on board or a producer or whatever. I th- I thought about it with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd has a bit of an evil look to him. And it only comes and goes um, in certain types of movies. I think this is 40 and um, also Knocked Up. Paul Rudd has a bit of a look to him where you could think, he's got that, you know, he could you know, he could play a, a, a dangerous role, you know, let's branch out. I suppose it's up to them and it's up to the director and screenplay writer, set designer, whatever, whoever it takes to to get a character on board, but in this one, Kevin Costner just brings prestige to this role. I mean, a a level of style and class that you just don't see. I get that in this movie, if you haven't seen it already, I'm sure there's gonna be spoilers, but it's a movie, he has an alter ego. And in alter ego movies, I suppose, you get to be bad and good, right? You get to be that big guy, small guy, fat guy, skinny guy, whatever. It's it's an alter ego. And everyone thinks Jekyll and Hyde type stuff. And um, in this one, Mr. Brooks, um, as Mr. Brooks is a uh, successful businessman, wife, kid, you know, big house, mansion, money, hobbies on the side, uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, millionaire, I guess you could say, or, and businessman business of the year in the in the storyline as an American. But he's got that alter ego. And his name is called Marshall. And it's played by an actor who's just been around for decades, even before my time, um, William Hurt. And he's been in movies. I'm pretty sure he was in a movie called Dune. Which is the 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 series, um, the Spice Run, Spice Trade series in the desert, Distance Galaxy. I think they've done a couple of remakes over the decades, and they're about to do another one, 2021, I think it is. So Willem Hurt plays that character Marshall as he's as uh, Mister Brooks's alter ego, and Kevin Costner is a is a fucking serial killer, a badass serial killer, and. It's just, it's a weird concept, right? Because everyone loves Kevin Costner. The dude's a beast. We've grown up with him, Dancing with the Wolves, um, Waterworld, Postman, uh, Field of Dreams, to Build It They Will Come kind of shit. You know, he is vast and I love his acting. He doesn't have to do much. When you look at him, you know it's Kevin Costner. You don't see him as Mr. Brooks, but you know he's Kevin Costner. Like I've talked in my previous podcast, when an actor... Get so involved in a in a character that they become that character, and you don't really see the, see the person behind it. But in this one, you know it's Kevin Costner the whole time. All he has to do is take off his glasses. It's just little hints, little little anecdotes that he does throughout the movie that you're just thinking, "Yeah, I believe it. This guy is fucking psychopathic, and um, or a psychopath." Sorry. Uh, so you watch it. And you root for him, you know, you think, oh, poor guy, he's dealing with it. He goes to A&A, A, A&A meetings or AA meetings to, to curb his drinking habit, inverted commas. Uh, but it's not it's for obviously his, his serial killer stuff. But the whole time, William Hurt, for our benefit, for the audience audience's benefit, William Hurt's in the foreground or next to him or beside him or in the car or whatever talking to him as he's subconscious or as he's dude on the shoulder or he's split personality. So for our benefit, we get to see the actual actor playing out the role in his head. So in the movie, he doesn't exist, obviously. And, you know, there's this constant argument of how Mr. Brooks is like, you know, he's the serial killer, he's thumbprint killer. So he's, he's kills are erotic, sexual, um, kills between couples. He likes to watch them for a while and feel they're, you know, it's he's a sexual sadist, I guess you could say. And then once he kills them, which is meticulous in nature, he he cleans up. He does lots of things. You'll find out how. Um, and he poses the bodies, takes photos, and then obviously leaves a blood thumbprint somewhere on the wall or the light fitting or whatever. He's looked after or chased by like a crazy ass detective and that's played by Demi Moore. Demi Moore plays a, you know, she's quite rich. You find out throughout the movie that she's quite rich. So her motivation for catching them is not necessarily based on money because cops don't get paid or detectives don't get paid that much. But it's just how it gets set up, you know. Mr. Brooks is meticulous, right? But because he's fighting the urge to kill people so much, and William Hurt wants him, or Marshall wants him, to keep killing because they enjoy it, and they do, they do enjoy it, and you're part of you is going to enjoy it too. It's a great movie that way, it gets you in the mood, right? And you feel sorry for him because he's fighting the urge, and you know, if you, you're a drinker or a smoker, you know the urges to get back on it or or, or quit, whatever. So in this case. They fight so hard that he makes mistakes, or he makes his one particular mistake, which is caught on camera by someone close by. And that character is um, played by Dane Cook, a uh, comedian of the fucking century. He's a funny dude. I don't think he's done stand-up for a little while, but I know he still gets referenced in a lot of the Rogan podcasts and, um, and whatnot. And I've seen him in a few other movies like Waiting. And um employee of the month with Jessica Simpson. No, funny shit. But anyway, in this one he's edgy as fuck, right? Because he's a you know, he, he's caught these guys on camera, but he's just curious to see what that side of life is. And uh of course, that's how the storyline unfolds. Serial killer doesn't want to be a serial killer, but he is compelled to keep doing it, and his lust for the act is real so he must keep doing it. Detective has been chasing him for so long, but the leads went cold because he's been trying to help himself. But he makes a mistake, and then Dane Cook happens to see the act, take photos of it, and therefore holding the psychopathic Mr. Brooks at ransom And it's not for money or for any other thing, but (laughs) this fucking idiot wants to have a crack at it. He wants to be there on the next kill. He wants to be involved. I mean, fuck, does history not tell you? Mobs, cartels, anything. You want to get involved with these guys because you think you've got leverage. That only goes so far. Every movie we've watched, every time this happens, doesn't even matter if you get what you want. In the end of the day, you're gonna get fucking killed, right? I mean, so I wouldn't even bother. I'd be like, holy shit, I just witnessed a murder. It was fucking hot as fuck. I took some photos, that's it. I wouldn't go to the dude's place of business, who you've done your research on and find out the dude's a millionaire and has obviously done a really good job at keeping his alter ego secret. But you rock up there, and you you threaten him and then you blackmail him just so you can get a piece of the action i mean jesus i would never do that even if i was even if that i was that way inclined i still wouldn't do that because you know you'd just be dead at the end so that's that's where the story goes on they they play that role out obviously it's all fucking fun and mysterious, and there's some really cool scenes between William Hurt and Kevin Costner in the car and and you know they're just wishing that Dane Cook would get hit by a car and then when he almost does, they laugh, they laugh in this sinister, dark, ominous kind of tone that you just think I totally understand these these dudes are legit, right that's that's what they're selling you they're acting out a role they want you to believe that they are what they are so that part's pretty cool but they 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 show you other parts with demi Moore you know she's obviously you know a hardcore detective out to prove herself and she's rich uh, obviously on her father's side not because of her but because of old money and you know she's going through a tough divorce so she takes her anger out on certain stuff but She has history with this other serial killer called The Hangman. And that's the unique twist in it all that The Hangman's out and about. And obviously he's got a personal beef with um, Demi Moore's character, Detective God, can't remember her name. Anyway, so that plays on that. Kevin Costner plays in on that too because she creeps in on Dane Cook as a witness um, to a possible sighting. Um, I mean, that's what detectives do when they come across everyone that could possibly have seen this kill happen from the building that they he was in. When she meets him, he's sketchy as fuck. So she's like, this guy's a bit sus. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on him. So that's why she follows him down. Kevin Costner probably notices that throughout the movie. You'll probably see that. And then that's when he starts utilising the fact that the hangman is after her too. So he plays them off together. And ultimately leading her to the capture of or the kill of hangman and his accomplices trying to redeem himself i suppose even though she really wants the thumbprint killer i mean it's like the career bust that you um, you know the 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 ultimate arrest that a detective would want and that's it so she so the the Thumbprint Killer, um, aka Mr. Brooks, aka Kevin Costner, obviously wants to help her out, even though he's murderous as fuck. And so he does so. But there is one thing I don't want to bring into this conversation, and because it's a it's a huge spoiler, but I thought this was the really mo- the most important part of it through the movie, and you can see it because the let's just say. Kevin Costner's daughter um, is in this movie and she's got a she's got a lot of a lot of stuff to add a lot of value to add to this film um, I suppose if you're a parent and you have your kids you see traits right so let's just leave it at that so you want to see that unfold I will leave with this this movie is clean it's um, standard murder. Serial killer type stuff with a detective hot on the trails, with a bit of classic blackmail and a classic, um, you know, thickening of the story in terms of uh, life changing situations uh, between father and daughter, and yeah, I, I want you, I want you to give it a crack. I watch this movie once or twice every six months just to enjoy Kevin Costner playing the other side of the the acting world. You know, normally he he does his thing, you know, his drama, rom coms, whatever it is. But this is serial killer one oh one and Kevin Costner nails it. So have a crack. I'd love to know what you think about the ending. Uh it tripped me the fuck out. Um it's got a good bit of soundtrack going on to it. So, you know it's it's touching. So as I said earlier guys, um I've been on for a while. I keep this one short because I've got other stuff to do. But as always Appreciate you listening, and um, you know, I'll do something new just after Christmas for Chaos Movies. Catch you later, peeps.